0: truth. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Quid est veritas? That was the question that Pilate asked Jesus at his trial. What is truth? That is a question that has been circulating throughout mankind for centuries, and I don't think you can even pick a beginning point for that, because mankind generally does want to believe what is true. How do we come to truthful conclusions? That's a great question. Well, that subject is picked up by Elder John C. Pingree, Jr., He is a member of the First Quorum of the Seventy, and he gave a talk in General Conference, this was in October of 2023, a talk titled, Eternal Truth, Our Need to Recognize Truth Has Never Been More Important. If you want to follow the transcript of his message, we are getting it from the November issue of the Liahona Magazine, November of 2023. He starts off like many of the talks in General Conference, Eric, by giving a little anecdotal story. But then at the bottom of the column on page 99, he really gets into what we want to talk about. What does he say there?
1: So what is our understanding of truth in today's world? We are constantly bombarded with strong opinions, biased reporting, and incomplete data. At the same time, the volume and sources of this information are proliferating. Our need to recognize truth has never been more important.
0: I don't think you and I would disagree with that. We have strongly encouraged people to want to be a more discerning type of people. And and to be discerning, you have to look behind mere words, behind the mere pictures, and find out the facts that are really there. If you don't do that, it's very easy to draw a very wrong conclusion when he says that many times we are bombarded with strong opinions, biased reporting, and incomplete data. At the same time, the volume and sources of this information are proliferating. Our need to recognize truth has never been more important.
1: Bill, I'm going to just say that throughout the entire week, we're going to be talking about this conference talk. And for us as Christians, how we get truth is going to differ in many ways with what the Latter-day Saint says is truth. But I want to quote John 17, 17. Jesus said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And the the idea that Jesus is saying is truth matters. I think you and I would agree with that. And in this talk, He's saying truth is the most important thing. We would agree with that. But I think as we go through this week, we're going to see how we get to the truth is going to be a much different way, and it's going to make the difference between right and wrong.
0: Well, and I think you bring up a good point because the LDS people have their sets of truth. We, as New Testament Christians, have our sets of truth. We can't both be right. We can both be wrong, but we cannot logically both be right. Now the Latter day Saints insist that they are the ones that are correct. We are a part, they would argue, of of a great apostasy, and certainly you don't want to have anything to do with a great apostasy. But it's interesting that we find so many Latter day Saints who will practice what is known as the genetic fallacy. We were prepping for these shows earlier and you had mentioned how a diagram of eternal progression, as it's understood by Latter-day Saints, was posted, and some Latter-day Saint woman said not to believe what that picture showed because it was something that we produced. Well, that's the genetic fallacy. Because we said it, it's not to be believed, but is what we are saying – actually true according to what the church has said regarding eternal progression. Well, going on in Mr. Pingree's talk, he says, Truth is critical for us to establish and strengthen our relationship with God, find peace and joy, and reach our divine potential. Now, for the most part, I think we would probably agree with what he's saying there, except for when he mentions divine potential, because certainly he has a completely different definition of what that could entail. But this raises a very interesting point. Oftentimes when you, Eric, and myself are sharing at churches and we're talking about witnessing strategies— I've often talked about how I have three questions that I like to ask a Latter-day Saint just for my own personal understanding as to who I'm really speaking with at that time. One of the questions that I will ask a Latter-day Saint is, does it honor God to believe something that is not true? Or does it honor God to believe something that's false? Most Latter-day Saints I have found when I ask them that question tend to pause before they answer me. But once they think about it, they will usually say, no, I don't believe it honors God to believe something that's false or to believe something that's not true. My next question is, well, how would you know if what you're believing is something that is not true or what you believe is false? How would you know this? And then I would ask them the third question— once you realize that perhaps you are believing something that's not true, what are you going to do about it? Now, I find asking those three questions tells me a lot about the, the integrity of the individual that I'm speaking with. Because if they tell me in the first question that it doesn't honor God to believe something that's false, but yet they're not willing to get rid of what they believe that is false, like their membership in the church, they're going to still proclaim that Joseph Smith is a prophet of God, even though I may demonstrate during our conversation that he did not meet that requirement, or some other aspect of Mormonism cannot be true? Are they still going to hold on to it, regardless of the evidence that was presented in the conversation? Many times, they would much rather hold on to their Mormonism. Well, what does that tell me? It tells me that they probably weren't very truthful with the first answer they gave me regarding, does it honor God to believe something that is not true or something that is false?
1: Wouldn't you say that truth is heading toward what is reality, something that is real, something that can be depended on? And isn't that what we as Christians are all about? And, and the Latter-day Saint says that he can as well, but your point is well taken that If you find out that what you're believing is not true and you stay in it because of your family, because of your job, because of your status in society, well, that doesn't seem to be a very truthful way to pursue
0: truth. Well, let me give you a personal example, Eric. When I first became a Christian, I did not know a lot about Christianity, but unfortunately, like many of us, we come to Christianity carrying some baggage— And we just naturally assume that this baggage that we've been carrying is truthful. And so when I became a Christian, I had certain beliefs that I thought could mesh with what the Bible has to say. But because of a Christian friend of mine who was much more mature than I was at the time, definitely, he started challenging me on some things, on some of the beliefs that I had, some of the doctrinal positions that I was holding at that time. And as he presented these truths and showed me that what he was saying was from the Bible, I couldn't defend coherently what I was believing. Well, I could have easily said, Well, I don't care what you think. These make me feel better. So I'm going to go on believing what I want to believe. But I couldn't do that in good conscience. So I think I'm answering my own question somewhat truthfully here. How did I know that what I was believing was not true? Well, it was shown to me the position I was holding on at that time, was not squaring with the Bible, then I had to do something about it. What would I do? I abandoned them, and I started going in a different direction regarding what I believed. He
1: goes on in the talk and is going to deal with what we call epistemology. He asks the first question, what is truth, and why is it important? Second, how do we find truth? And third, when we find truth, how can we share it?
0: Well, I would say for the most part, those are probably not bad guidelines. But again, the source of what you think is true becomes very important. And this is where we find fault in what John Pingree is going to teach in this lesson, because he's going to give some sources that we would say are questionable. You can't just automatically say something is a true source for truth just because someone else says it is. And this is where it gets a little bit sticky in any area of life because we all tend to take someone else's advice at some point. We are not an omniscient people. We do not know all things. We gather information from outside sources. And we need to understand, as he brings out in the opening lines, We need to make sure that we have more complete data. We have to go with sources that are probably less biased than others. That's hard, because we all have biases. I kind of chuckle when Latter-day Saints say, oh, don't listen to Viewpoint on Mormonism, because Bill and Eric, they're biased. Well, we're the first to admit we're biased. Of course we're biased. We make it very clear our biases are based in what we feel the New Testament is teaching us. We don't come here with just independent thoughts. We get them from somewhere, of course, but this is why I kind of get bothered when I hear Latter-day Saints trying to tell me how objective they are, when you and I both know that they're not often very objective. They, they do have their sources for truth, and that's where they're going to go. The problem, of course, for us is their sources for truth we do not feel are good sources, But trying to get that thought across to a Latter-day Saint is the real trick. So when he says, what is truth and why is it important? I think it's important because if you have bad theology, you're going to draw bad conclusions. You could even behave badly. I mean, think about it. In the 19th century, polygamy was the norm among many Latter-day Saints. And because of that, they were marrying all these women and We know that there were horror stories about polygamy in the 19th century. We know, because even at the Utah Christian Research Center, we have on display some of the books that were written by women that lived that horrible life during that time period. Well, the bad theology led to bad behavior. And when he says, how do we find truth? That's the million-dollar question. Where do we get truth? Well, first of all, we have to have a good definition of it. And I don't know if Mr. Pingree's definitions that he gives in this article are the best. Maybe for him he thought they were the best, but we've often taken the position that truth is that which conforms to reality. If it doesn't conform to reality, it cannot be true.
1: Isaiah 1 says, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. And what we're doing in this show and what we do all the time on Viewpoint on Mormonism is explain our side, but we're trying to go with what the Bible teaches. And Bill, I think we can both agree with what Brigham Young said in Discourses of Brigham Young, page 11, our doctrine and practice is, and I have made it mine through life to receive truth no matter where it comes from.
0: But yet... That doesn't seem to be the case with many Latter-day Saints, because how many times have we noticed if you hand a Latter-day Saint, let's say, a tract, a pamphlet, first thing they're going to do is flip it over. They want to know where it came from, because if it did not come from their church, they're probably going to either tear it up, throw it away, or just laugh it off and walk away.